الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى ما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واذا سالك عبادي عني فاني قريب سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم the next supplication that the Prophet وسلم, taught us uh, is narrated in the books of Sahih Muslim, uh, Tirmidhi, uh, and it is as follows. Bismillahilladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil sama' wa huwa sami'ul alim. This is a supplication the Prophet وسلم, taught us to recite three times in the morning and three times in the evening. Again, Bismillahilladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil samai wa huwa sami'ul alim. Now, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed this universe is that at any given moment, at any given point in time, there are calamities that are raining down upon the universe. They basically come down and they pick off individuals one at a time and they happen so quickly that and throughout the universe these numbers become large very quickly and inevitably everyone at some point in time undergoes difficulty or some undergoes calamity um, for instance in the world every single day it's estimated that about 33,000 people are diagnosed with cancer every single day in the world which roughly equates to about 1,300, 1,300 people every single hour receive the diagnosis of cancer, which means that the, the reign of, of the diagnosis of cancer, it's, it's a constant. It's occurring throughout the universe and is occurring throughout the day uh, in different parts of the world. And every single hour, 13 people take a hit from this. And every single day, 33,000 people take a hit from this. And this occurs, and uh, this, this has been occurring for many, many years. In this country, every single day, roughly, it's estimated that about 15,000 people are involved in a motor vehicle accident. 15,000 people. Right? So you can divide that up as well into, divide that up by 24 hours. And you have almost 1,000 people, roughly, you know, roughly 700, 750 people every single hour are involved in a motor vehicle accident. So this is a difficulty. It's a calamity. It's not easy to, to have to go through it. Some are severe, some are mild, some are moderate. But, so every single hour, this shower of, of difficulty of a car accident is occurring and it hits off it picks off people in different parts of the country and uh, and it it appears to be completely random but the reality is that these are these these difficulties are are coming from somewhere and everyone you know you can you can take any example how many people every single hour or every single day get a flat tire and that's a difficulty it's a, it's a headache that you have to deal with you lose money in the process you lose time in the process sometimes you're on the street and your security is at is at stake because of it every single day so many people lose a job every single day so many homes catch fire these are all difficulties and these are all calamities that are pouring down upon the universe and they they continue to shower the universe this is just how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed and structured things now many people in order to protect themselves from calamities they purchase a type of insurance so for instance they out of concern that their home might catch fire they they purchase 
uh, homeowner's insurance. So that, the thought is that if, if I get a fire, then if my home catch is fired, then I'll be reimbursed whatever the expenses are. If I get into a motor vehicle accident, you have insurance for your car, so that if you get into an accident, then your insurance basically covers you or protects you. Um, there's uh, insurance, there's life insurance. So if I was diagnosed with cancer and then I was to pass away, then I would get, uh, my, my, I wouldn't get it, but my family would get an X amount of money basically to cover to cover that loss. But if you look at every single type of insurance policy, every single one across the board, not a single insurance policy that's ever been created that is in existence today is a preventative insurance policy. None of them will actually prevent the calamity from happening. They always deal with the calamity after the fact, after it already happens. So life insurance will never protect you from getting cancer. And car insurance will never prevent the car accident from actually happening. And homeowner's insurance will never actually prevent the fire from happening. It's after the fact that it gives you help and support. There's no way that a human being could design a system that would protect and pre or that would prevent uh, something from actually happening uh, in terms of insurance. Uh, we take precautions, but ultimately these things, there's, there's inevitably going to be some, uh, things are still going to slip through. So the Prophet specifically highlighted this dua for us. And he said that whoever recites this dua in the morning and in the evening three times, three times in the morning and three times in the evening, the, uh, that no, uh, no difficulty will be able to befall this person. No difficulty will be able to befall this person. The reason I'm highlighting this uh, particular dua, of, of all the duas that we've been covering, this is the one dua that I would say that everyone should learn, everyone should memorize, and everyone should practice every single day in the morning and in the evening. Why? Because difficulties are difficulties. They're not easy to deal with. And uh, many of us are, we find ourselves in these very tough situations, in these very tough jams. We wonder, how did we, how did we end up here? How did we get there? What happened? Why does this keep happening to me? Well, this is one way the Prophet taught us is to, to prevent us from actually putting us in the circumstance. These are the, words, uh, these are the words that we recite to prevent the difficulties from actually occurring so that we're not having to have to deal with them later. So the meaning of this dua is Bismillahilladhi that in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who uh, um, so we, we, we referenced in a few days ago the importance of the word Bismillah and what it means to, to uh, take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's great name now in this dua we're going to learn that the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so powerful that uh, the translation, so if we continue with the translation, Bismillahilladhi, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who, La yadurru ma asmihi shay. La yadurru ma asmihi shay. That with the name of Allah, no difficulty can, no, no wrong can befall you. Fil ardi wala fil sama. In the earth, or on the earth, or from the heavens. In the earth or from the heavens, no difficulty will be able to fall you with his name. That's how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is. So even when we're reciting Bismillah, we think that, okay, this, this uh, we call it Ism Jalala, the, the, the word Allah is such a powerful word in and of itself with his, na his name, I can say. The name of Allah is such a powerful name in and of itself that it has the power to protect calamities from falling onto a person. You can just imagine how weighty that, that name is. And so anytime we recite Bismillah rahim before we start a surah or in salah or before we do, before we take any action or any any step, recognize that this is, it's not a joke. Bismillah is not, it's not just lip service. There's, 
there's far more to the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than, than, we'll than we'll ever begin to know. In fact, the Mufassireen, when they do tafsir of, of Bismillah or Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, there's, there's endless, there's endless uh, derivations that they're able to get from just that phrase. So in this, from this dua, we're learning that from the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's such a powerful name that no difficulty or no wrong can befall a person if they take his name. So Bismillah alladhi la yadurru Bismillah alladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil sama Grammatically it's a little bit difficult to understand but if you were to rearrange the words um, it would basically be um, uh, shay'un fil ardi wa la fil sama la yadurru ma'asmihi If you were to rearrange it meaning according to our English grammar which roughly then translates as um, anything in the heavens and in the earth is not able to wrong with his name. Anything in the heavens or in the earth is not able to wrong with his name. Uh, and he is all hearing and he is all knowing. Now, in that difficulties come from this world, and then and difficulties can also come from, from the heavens as well. Whether it be in the forms of things that shaitan, for instance, uh, deceives you with, or uh, or the or jinns, um, or you could even take it to the extent of difficulties in the sense of sins that you sometimes wonder where did they come from, right? There's many times where a person falls into grave sins. They had no intention of doing it, and they you sometimes I mean it ends up being kind of a path that they're taking, the slippery slope. Uh, maybe over the course of several weeks or maybe the course of several months and then they fall into the sin repeatedly. But then when you look back at your, at that sin or look back and you wonder when you're actually caught in it, you wonder, how did I get here? Like, how did I get here? You know, for instance, there are uh, a, a, a husband uh, somehow falls into the sin of, of cheating, right? Cheating on his wife, right? It's a grave sin. And, and most people that end up getting involved in this, they don't actually intend it. They're not strategically planning this. And then they go from one day, you know, being completely loyal to their spouse to the next day completely losing that loyalty altogether. Usually it's over the course of several weeks, you know, several months, and then they fall into the sin, and then they're stuck in that sin, and then, then they don't know how to get out of it at that point. So when they look back, they wonder, like, how in the world did I get, get involved in this? So the hope is that in these sorts of, with, with this dua, that maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help protect us from the difficulty of sins as well, in particular getting involved in, in, in these sorts of grave sins. There are people who, who are Muslim, who are believers, and they end up becoming alcoholics. Well, how did they become an alcoholic? It wasn't that they had planned to consume alcohol. Maybe some, some difficulty came their way. They then get, got themselves involved in the sin. They, ne they thought they would never do it again. They'd, never, they'd repent to Allah. They'd never come back to it. And then what happens? They do it again. They do it again. Eventually, they become, they, they become uh, heavily, heavily invested in alcohol. Now, you ask them, well, how did it start? They'll say, I don't, I don't really know how I got into it. I never would have imagined that I would have been involved in this. And I certainly wouldn't have, I never would have imagined that I became uh, this invested in this, in this particular action. So, it happens, right? We don't ever, none of us in this gathering, we, none of us intend to fall into these extreme, extreme sins. We don't intend it. 
it, sometimes it ends up happening, usually because of our own mistakes, but we have to do whatever we can to protect ourselves from it. Part of it involves refraining as much as we can from the environment of sin, etc. But then we also need the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hope is that by reciting this dua, that perhaps we will be protected from even those sorts of difficulties and the difficulties of sin. And ultimately those difficulties are the ones that are going to have ramifications in the hereafter. So, In the name of Allah, in the name of Allah, no difficulty with His name can arise from the heavens or from the earth. And He is all-hearing and He is all-knowing. Now, it's important for us to recognize that just because a person recites his dua, it doesn't mean that they will never be tested by Allah. That they will never be tested by Allah. All it means is that they'll be protected from the sort of the randomness of these occurrences. We call it randomness. They'll be protected from that. But in certain circumstances, they will still be faced with difficulty. But then they'll know that the reason they're facing this difficulty is because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala specifically wanted to wanted Allah Subhanahu wa Taala specifically presented it to them so that they would draw closer to Him. So it is. It, so for instance, if we're someone who recites a dua in the morning and the evening, we'll notice that we'll be protected for the most part. But in that circumstance where a difficulty does befall us, well, we know right there and then that this is from Allah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is testing me, and I need to respond accordingly to this test. And so it doesn't necessarily negate completely. But what it does is because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala still has written for certain difficulties to penetrate certain people because He desires to draw them close. So keeping that in mind, we, we try to practice it throughout. The end of it, And he is all hearing. He is all hearing. Now, here, the, the ability for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hear is beyond, is beyond our scope of understanding. When we think of hearing, we think of some sort of vibration that's occurring, some sort of uh, vibration that's occurring somewhere. It could be a speaker, it could be someone's voice, uh, it could be someone hitting the wall. And then that vibration goes and then it basically causes vibration within our inner ear. And then that transfers through nerves and then our brain processes it and then we call that listening or hearing. But what we are dependent on is we are dependent upon that noise actually being made. We are dependent upon the the vibration of the wall or the reverberation within the sound system or the vocal cords of someone else making noise so that we can hear. We are dependent on that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is independent of that. Meaning his ability to hear is independent of the ability, uh, is independent of the need for sound. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ability to hear is independent of the, the requirement of sound. For us to hear, there has to be a sound, there has to be a voice, there has to be a noise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears everything, whether it's out manifested outwardly or whether it's manifested even within our hearts. And it's interesting that this is coming in a dua as well. We're making it, we, Allah ta'ala is, or the Prophet is reminding us that look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing. <laughs> He hears your du'as, He hears your supplications. Even if these are coming from your heart, He know. He, he, even if these are coming from your heart, He's able to listen to it. He's able to hear it. In fact, when in the Quran, when Allah Taala references the believer who calls on Him, when my believer calls upon me, that know that I am I am close. Well, why would it be that the response is know that I am close? The response should be when my believer calls upon me. Uh, then I respond to him, I give him a response, or I give her a response, I respond to the call. But Allah Ta'ala is not, but, but, that, but we're thinking about it from a completely different scope altogether. 
Allah Ta'ala is responding and saying, when my believer calls upon me for inni qareeb, I'm so close that I'm hearing, I, I, I'm hearing it before the believer actually knows it himself and makes that makes that dua himself. I've, I already know it. That's how close I am. I'm so close that he doesn't even need to verbalize it. I'm able to capture it. And even if he did verbalize it, I'm able to listen to his supplication better than he's able to listen to his own supplication. Right, so for instance, if we're making dua to Allah and we're reciting Bismillah al la yadurru, or we're saying Rabbana atina fidni hasana, or in our own language, Oh Allah, you are so merciful, we ask that you forgive us for our sins. If I make that statement and my vocal cords are then vibrating, it then travels through my ears, and then I have to, and then I listen to it. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says Himself, He's so close. فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ In another verse, He says, أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ I'm closer than the jugular vein. The jugular vein anatomically drains blood from from your skull. The jugular vein actually is closer to, you could say, the main components of our mind and of our of ourself than our ears are. They're, it's even closer than our ears. فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that close that He's even closer than our ability to hear ourselves. That's how close Allah ta'ala is. And He hears everything that we do when we call upon Him outwardly or inwardly. Allah ta'ala is there and He's listening. He's listening. That's how close He is. Okay, and then وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And he is all-knowing, all-knowing. So the same principle applies as well. So that, well, number one, that Al-Alim, Allah Ta'ala knows everything. He knows every single difficulty, every single calamity, every single adversity that's befalling the universe. That's befalling, every, I mean, every, I was just explaining to you that, uh, or I just mentioned that every single day, about 33 it's estimated 33, 35,000 people are diagnosed with cancer. Every single hour, 1,300 people are diagnosed with cancer. Now, it takes a tremendous effort to, uh, it, it takes effort to calculate those numbers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, that, it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so in charge, um, that he's, he's the one, sort of, he's the fa'al haqiqi, the one who's behind everything. He's able to calculate all of this. In fact, he's, the, he's, the, he's what's, what's causing, he's the cause of everything. So, Al-Alim, uh, so if he's a cause of everything, most certainly he knows about everything. He knows about every difficulty that a person experiences himself, whether it be outward, whether it be inward, the sadnesses within us, our anxieties that we sometimes have, the stress that we experience, the, the, uh, the pressure that we, that we have, sometimes the challenges that we face in life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowing. Don't think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not aware of your own individual difficulties. Don't think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not aware of your own individual challenges. He's well aware. He's well aware. There's, not, there's nothing that, is, but that bypasses Allah. There's nothing that bypasses Allah. You know, sometimes uh, we're in such uh, stress. Let's say it's emotional stress. And the thought comes to mind, or sometimes a phrase comes to mind that no one understands me. No one understands me. My parents don't understand me. My spouse doesn't understand me. My family doesn't understand me. You know, no one understands me. My counselor and my therapist doesn't understand me. They just don't get it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets it. He knows. He knows. Allah ta'ala knows. So, alim uh, in that sense, then you can also take it as alim in the sense of our ability to know is dependent then upon knowledge. Right? Our ability to know is dependent. There has to be knowledge in order for us to know something. There has to be information in order for us to know something. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's quality or attribute of alim is independent of the presence of knowledge or information. He doesn't require information or knowledge to know. In fact, he's the creator of knowledge and information. That's how knowing he is. So this is a very powerful dua. And my hope is that 
everyone that's listening to this today begins to inculcate it in their life. Because I see, I mean, I, I, people come night and day and they're asking, basically the vast majority of issues that people have, these are, these are difficulties that they're facing. Well, if we implement this dua of the Prophet wasallam, then inshallah we'll be protected from many of the ones that really just cause headache. And there will be certain ones that will still that, will, that Allah Taala will still present with a, present to us, and we'll still have to address them. We'll still have to be resilient. We we'll still have to do tawbah and turn back to Allah. That's going to happen, but but perhaps uh, this will help in, in our day to day life as well. So again, the du'a of the Prophet is Bismillahilladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil sama' wa huwa al-sami'ul alim. And again, the the, the hadith says. That a person that recites this every single morning and every single evening, that they will, that no difficulty will befall that person. Actually, the the hadith itself, um, the Prophet saying the the the, the three times the more three times evening is so powerful uh, that he that it outright says that you that it, that nothing can that nothing can harm you. That's the Prophet's word. Nothing can harm you. You know, and it's interesting because some ulama say that the reason that if you recite this du'a and you still continue to have some difficulties in your life, the reason is because you actually don't have true yaqeen on the du'a. That you actually don't have true yaqeen. If you had true yaqeen on this du'a of the Prophet if you had true yaqeen on it, then even those minor, those other challenges that I mentioned might still occur. You wouldn't even have those, according to according to some ulama. So may Allah subhanahu wa taala grant us a tawfiq to um, to learn this du'a and and recite it re- re- every single day, three times in the morning and three times in the evening. May Allah subhanahu wa taala from dif- protect us from the difficulties and challenges of this world. And may Allah subhanahu wa taala allow whatever remaining difficulties and challenges uh, face us. May He make those a means for us to draw closer to Him. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.